Attention all Challenge fans. There is a ton of great Challenge merchandise at the Paramount Shop. We're talking t-shirts, yoga mats, workout gear, and more. Whether it's an official Challenge t-shirt for the gym or a hoodie to wear while you watch the latest season, shop everything The Challenge at ParamountShop.com and take 20% off with code CHALLENGE20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Challenge products with code CHALLENGE20 at ParamountShop.com. Hey everyone, it's Devin Simone. And I'm Tori Deal, and this is MTV's official Challenge Podcast. And this was officially a good-ass episode. <laughs> it was a good episode. Very good episode. A lot oh, happening. It's so good. It just it, it just keeps getting better and better and better. And it does. Remember, Devin, last week when you were like, Tori, you know, I want I want you to stop, like, liking people. I want you to stop begging for friendships. I want you to yeah, add some spice. Yeah. I went up on that truck, and I looked yes, at Kayla girl. in her eyes, and I said, I said, we're going at it today, sis. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, my God. This episode was stacked of so many things, though. You know, it starts with bananas coming over to the blue team. Then mm-hmm. we have this crazy challenge called Sideswiped, where we're dangling from these huge semi-trucks. And eventually, it gets to a point where the green team thinks they're going to win. Yep. Bananas and I... Because of Chris's incredible brain and plan, we sabotage green team, giving red team all the power, which leads to this insane deliberation that's probably the most heated debate we've seen mm-hmm. the entire season. This crazy deliberation inevitably leads to Desi and Lewis getting voted in, which completely shifts the house because I don't think anybody was expecting to see their balls posted up. Yep. This is changing the game. It leads to Desi walking around campaigning to get Amanda thrown in. And now people feel like they are aware of Chris's plans to help us sabotage the green team. And so now this whole thing turns into chaos. But Chris comes back in the game after getting balls in the hopper. Desi comes back in the game. And they are proof, again, that the survivors just keep on surviving. And now the blue team is even stronger than before because they all come over to blue. So it was a packed episode. I hope you was, I hope you could follow what I just said. Yes, it was a lot. You did a great job, by the way. So much. And the fact that it was a double elimination, right? So it's like there was no hiding behind girls' night or guys' night. Like, both of them had to go in. Unbelievable. Also, Amanda went home. You know, I feel like Amanda got, like, noticeably quieter each episode. She came out with the bang, episode one, episode two, and then just got quieter, 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 and then tiptoed off into the sunset in this particular episode. Um, But to be fair, I wouldn't want to go against Desi in literally anything. Uh, I'd want to be on the side of Desi um, because Desi is amazing. And also, it's crazy that Desi questions herself so much. Because yeah. on the as an outsider, she just seems amazed. Like, there seems to be nothing she can't do. And she does it so beautifully, elegantly. I mean, she killed it in USA season one. So it's why it's interesting getting to see that sort of vulnerable side of her. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the timeouts and the gold stars of the week. All right. Now, mm-hmm. I am going to give my timeout. I wonder if you can guess. Hmm. Can you guess? No, no, no. no. Mm. I did not. Now, I like her as a competitor so far. I like that she seems fearless, but I do not like hair pulling. And in honor of Tamara the wig, we do not do that here. And when I saw her reach over, I'm like, this is not, no, 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 no. This is not that kind of game. And plus, in what sport is that like even allowed? Like in any real sport, right? Even when you're fighting or punching, like, I don't know. I just feel like that's... Didn't like the hair pulling. So my timeout's going to go to Michaela 
use mm. your shoulders, your elbows, or your words, like my mom says. But in this instance, your shoulder, elbows, whatever else. But hair pulling, <laughs> not the way to go. Plus, if she mm-hmm. pulled my ponytail, it would have just come off in her hand, and she would have just. I have extensions like, in. Well, That's why I freaked out. I'm like, if if it's, if one of my like little beads comes out, then there yeah. goes half my half my weft. And yeah. guess yeah. what? Now I'm weftless. And then what's gonna happen to me? Like, and I don't want to be weftless. So that's why I screamed because I'm like. I, I don't have my hairdresser yeah. is so far away. Right. We can we cannot do this right now. That is a real show. Can we please name this episode Weftless? Um, so <laughs> that is, gets my time out. My gold star goes to a trio of Chris, you, and Bananas because that was epic to see the way you guys just spun everything around. Chris with the brilliant idea, Bananas and you with just the solid like gameplay and going at and go hard like and on the side while dangling all on the side of a moving vehicle. Wild. Absolutely wild, but so deliciously good. What about oh, you? Oh, God. I love, I mean, listen, I have to give the gold star to Bananas. Yes, this plan was obviously orchestrated by Chris and then we did it, but Bananas was taking hits from Monty and Monty was flying at him so hard. Oh my gosh. Of course, me and Michaela were going at it, but like there's less of a size difference between us. Mm -hmm. Bananas and Monty, like there is a huge (laughs) size discrepancy, you know? Yeah. So they were, so I got to give my gold star to Bananas. And not only that, the showmanship of accidentally throwing all the- Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, come on. Oops, I dropped them all. Yeah. (laughs) So that was incredible. I loved that moment. And then I think, you know, I got to give my time out to, uh, dude, I don't- this is a tricky one because I really feel like everybody is pretty justified in how they responded mm-hmm. to everything in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the only the only reason why I would give my time out to Wes is because he got conned into doing something that I oh, think he got played. Come with that. Yeah, he got played. You yeah, know, which did. isn't his fault. He's a victim. He trusted but, his team. You know. They played him well. They really did play him well. Which like is both almost like a gold star to green team, but almost a red uh, timeout also because he's yeah, your teammate, yeah, right? And he's like really trying to help you, and you guys just played the heck out of him for sure. Yeah. I mean, not you guys, yeah. but Dream Team did. Uh, someone that we are excited to have on who knows how to play the heck out of things, including this game, including whatever senior citizens benefits come once you reach, you know, over the age of seventy. <gasps> Uh, he probably knows how to play bingo, backgammon, whatever the older games are also. But he's also just a joy and a delight. We are excited to have none other than Johnny Bananas here yeah. on the podcast. He is here. He's going to be here telling you stories, telling insight, and talking to you about what it feels like to be a rookie again for the first mm-hmm. time in many, many years because he's having to play a very different game uh, this season. So you are not going to want to miss this exclusive, amazing, insightful interview. I, I, I can't wait. I love this guy. You know how I it's, feel about him. Bring him on the show. So it's going to be so good. All right. And you know we're going to keep him honest because, you know, we got to hold his feet to the fire. So grab a snack, do what you do, but don't actually go anywhere because you're not going to want to miss this next interview with Bananas coming up right after this. Attention all challenge fans. There is a ton of great challenge merchandise at the Paramount shop. We're talking t-shirts, yoga mats, workout gear, and more. Whether it's an official challenge t-shirt for the gym or a hoodie to wear while you watch the latest season, shop everything the challenge at paramountshop.com and take 20% off 
with code CHALLENGE20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Challenge products with code CHALLENGE20 at ParamountShop.com. All right, Challenge fans, we have a very, 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 very special guest on the podcast. Um, Someone some people know and love, some people love to hate. Uh, Dusty really loves him. Um, He is an icon, a multi-hyphenate, a champ, a big talker, and a dear friend. Please welcome the infamous Johnny Bananas. Woo! You left out Trophy Deer Hunter, Expert Parallel Parker, Uh, North America's number one slow dancer, and a guy with a credit score of 720. So, yeah, I don't even know if I can see you slow dancing. I've never seen anything that indicated you have good rhythm, bananas. So, I feel you don't follow me on Instagram. Oh, so you don't follow me on Instagram then because I literally just posted a video two days ago at the beach, okay, uh, slow dancing by myself. Okay. Okay. All right. We will have to look into this. We will have to talk about this. This was a really big episode for you, Bananas, and we have so much to dive into. But for those who don't know, because I didn't realize Tori didn't know this story, and you're old enough. I don't know if you remember this story. But I wanted to give a little bit of our history of of you and me and the challenge and sort of the role that you played. Well, well, this is a kid's show, Devin. We can't get in our okay. history. Okay. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> So uh, many moons ago. Back up the turn up truck here. Uh (laughs) Many moons ago, like uh, 16 years ago, I think. Oh, my gosh. So long. Wow. 16 years ago or so, I was in college and the guy I was dating at the time, shout out to David, uh, hired you and Kelly Ann to host a New Year's Eve party. And Mm -hmm. because he was my boyfriend, I'm a supportive girlfriend. I was in charge. I was sort of the liaison. So I had to pick you up from the airport. And I didn't really know who you guys were. uh, But I had to like basically oh what a horrible task (laughs) go pick me up from the airport sorry it wasn't great and this is why so i picked them up in my little purple volkswagen beetle with the winnie the pooh uh steering wheel cover and antenna topper (laughs) and then we go to mcdonald's right because we were going to get some food on the way to the club and so i remember we go to mcdonald's and believe it or not this is probably the miracle part of the story the ice cream machine was working and so I got like some chicken wow. nuggets. I got an ice cream cone. Johnny's sitting in the front seat. I'm driving us now. And this is in Tampa. I'm driving us to Ewer City. And I'm making like a left turn and I'm holding the ice cream cone in my right hand. And as I turn left and then I, the car straightens out. So we make the turn. I look over and realize there is a bite of my ice cream missing. And this fool <laughs> beside me who I just met an hour or two ago has just eaten a bite of my ice cream out of my hand and I'm like this psycho but I'm also amused and I didn't want it to fall off I didn't want it to get in your car Devin and we were going the centrifugal force of the turn turned the soft serve and I anytime I see something soft I want to put it in my mouth so I no comment literally no comment and so I remember by the end of the night and there's actually some photos on my maybe when we put out this episode I'll try and find them and post my Instagram stories. But there are some photos of that night, which was a blast. But I remember coming away just thinking Johnny was so charismatic, actually a lot of fun. Um, And I also kind of thought if he and Kellyanne can do it, as in be on this show, then I can do it. And I literally the next night went and bought a a camera because laptops didn't come with them then and recorded an audition tape and I was on the next season of The Real World six months later. Look at that. Never would have thought to do it if it weren't for Nanners. So uh, there you go. Hey, 
You know what? I'm like a muse. Okay. All right. That's what like. Okay. I hate giving him credit for it. And, and, and you forgot. <laughs> rewind it back a minute here, Devin. When we pulled up to that McDonald's, I was like, Devin, I will let you order any item off the dollar menu and I will pay. <laughs> I don't remember that. And I'm sure you don't either. I do not remember that. Exactly. Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> Chivalry is not dead. It is for absolutely. all the bananas detractors out there. All right. Mm. I was a gentleman and a scholar that afternoon. Yeah. All right. Bananas actually can be cone. a gentleman when he wants to be. I will say this as much crap as we give him. And I will always give him crap because obviously his ego and his head are just large. But um, when it comes to it, he's actually very smart. Great to talk to. And I've called you on a couple occasions for things, including this season of the challenge, which I called. You're the only one I called and told that I had been asked to do it and wanted to get your take and thoughts on it. And we talked through some things. Um, so yeah, bananas is a solid, I see he's like a big brother with a cane or something. I, I don't know. Listen, okay. Yeah. I do have a big head. All right. I will agree. I mean, I have, I wear a very big hat size. I've even been told <laughs> in the past, I look like a hammerhead shark. The <laughs> ego, however, I often get accused of that, but like, I think I'm a pretty down to earth grounded you... dude, especially like what I've done over my co the course That's of 18 true. years. Cause trust me, nobody takes me less seriously than I take myself. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people see me on TV and think that that's who I am in reality. But I cannot tell you the amount of times I've met people outside of the show and they're actually shocked because they were like, dude, you are absolutely nothing I like agree. I expected you to be. I agree. Um, however, I do turn it up from time to time. All right. I have to if I'm, you know, approached someone comes at Wait. me sideways and that's a whole different story. Can we talk about the turn up that you had in last week's episode? Because the montage they make of you complaining that you were getting thrown into elimination oh my and they put the the Godfather music over oh you my and gosh. it's just that flashing. Yes. And production does you dirty, dude. It's funny. The whole thing's funny. But they flash to people in different rooms of the house. Like they're clearly not listening it's to you. It's so but they're funny. Getting everyone's facial expression. It's so Wait, funny. Of what? Wait. Okay, it's from its last week's episode and it's you complaining because okay. it was like, it was when you got thrown in, like when you found out that they were going to be voting you to go in and then you were like and and Corey and Fessy sort of defected so you were pissed at them yeah. for like mm -hmm. you know kind of cowering in your mind and then you were like you're gonna see da 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 and so you go on this long ass monologue <laughs> and you're like passionate like you're gonna see and then like Tori said it cuts to these scenes in the house of like other people going about their life and then they start playing this like godfather Italian music behind it as you're doing this <laughs> full blown monologue and you're like why they're coming after me it's just it's hilarious yeah listen mm -hmm. here's here's the deal and it's like i have i don't gripe about a lot but i do have a legitimate gripe in this regard okay i come on to shows i have no clue who people are all right i have never seen them before i don't know what show they're from I is that intentional on reality television no not really i just don't watch a lot of reality okay. tv so i don't like keep up yeah with What's going on, especially now? It's like Big Brother, yeah, Love Island, Survivor, yeah. uh, you know, uh, El Hermano Grande. Like, I don't know, <laughs> man. I don't watch a lot of these other reality shows. So they come on and they know who I am right, and right. they want me gone day one. But it's like, I don't. I'm like, can I have like a day or two to just kind of like, I don't know, get my bearings and figure out what's going on in the house? Yeah. Um, I got a clock in day one, dude. I I show up to the to, to the to the to the challenge and I have a different road, man. I, granted. 
I'm a victim of my own you know, circumstance. Success. <laughs> Look, Success. we've seen this okay. more and more bananas for you kind of increasingly <clears throat> as there's been, you know, this shift in bringing in newbies and rookies, right? Like there's been a lot of rookies. But did you feel like in this particular season, especially that maybe you felt like the underdog for the first time in a long time or you really felt? Hell like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I think the game was designed. It was set up like that. I mean, first of all, we are going on to a whole new network. We're mm -hmm. going on to CBS. Mm -hmm. So in, in essence, we are going into like anime territory, if you would, <laughs> against a bunch of CBS reality titans mm -hmm. who don't want us there. Right. I mean, it was the same with us. We're on MTV. And then we started getting this infiltration of Big Brother and we started get dude. Are you the one? Why the fuck did we ever bring them on the challenge? <laughs> wow. Oh, just kidding, wow. I <laughs> um, no, but once all these like other shows started coming on, we're like, yo, we got to protect. This is our house. This is right. our domain. This is like our show. We got to protect. So it's like, I understand why the CBS cast members felt the way they did. But then on top of that, it's like they brought us in the six of us MTV challenge legends. They brought us in separately than the CBS right. folks. So they had time to sit there, to strategize, to create a line. How long was that delay? Like how big of a difference? Days. Really? I mean, okay. dude, probably yeah. four days, right? Tori, like from the time yeah. we left to the time we, you know, got to the hotel to the time we got introduced in the game and the way we got introduced as if we didn't need a bigger target on our yeah. back. Let's, <laughs> Put them on jet skis, have them come yeah. in separately, like all, you know, looking With Wes awesome. behind you. Yes, that was epic, by the way. That was so epic. <gasps> Tried to launch them into the water, but it didn't work. Um, and then, the oh, as if that's not bad enough. How about the first challenge? We're going to make, we're going to carve statues mm -hmm. out of marble of these yeah. six, and you're going to have to carry them up a mountain. So, <laughs> yeah. I get why we were the odd men out and why I was singled out more than everybody else. Yeah. So. And I think your your little montage was, I mean, it needed to happen. We were all feeling it. I had just gone in the week before. You knew the writing was on the wall. Good. You and Amanda were up for nominations, and the whole house wanted a guy to go in. The chances of you go, like, it was just at that point we were like, wow, we're walking into a game where our back is against the wall, and it's going to be an uphill battle the entire time. And then obviously this is where this whole beef between you and Corey starts, which is what leads you into – infiltrating or defecting i'm sorry and coming on the blue team and and picking Corey, which was so petty of you yeah i'm like rob kardashian petty dude you have no idea my pettiness oh, knows God. no bounds uh but what i mean here's and, and tori you were privy to these conversations yeah we were having the same conversations prior to going into the game that cbs folks were which is we got to stick together all right Corey was right there front and center for these conversations as well. And he's like, yeah, man, we got to stay, you know, challenge strong. We got to stick together, blah, blah. First opportunity that he gets to throw me under the bus, he does. So mm -hmm. I wasn't there for your guys' deliberation, although I heard it through the door. Um, <laughs> there seemed to be no privacy in that dude, house, by the way. Like, it seemed that you could literally hear any and everything. I mean, it was a cement box underground and it rained all the time. And I mean, yeah, so we were never outside. You really didn't have anywhere else to go except for our room, which was like the dungeon, which mm -hmm. was kind of separate from the rest of the house. Mm -hmm. But once they caught me eavesdropping on the blue team uh, deliberation, they you then would. would shut down my room during deliberations. Yeah. They'd have this big old security guard standing in the door, not even let me go in my own room. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Buddy. You got to not get yeah. caught.
Uh, how did it feel oh, coming yeah. back from that elimination, especially knowing everyone, not everyone, but that a lot of people wanted you in, a lot of the rookies wanted you in, and you go in, you fight, you kick ass, and you come back. How did that feel for you? Um, it, it always feels good, especially because, I mean, and again, while I didn't see an elimination, that was the first elimination I went into, mm -hmm. that was, I think, the third attempt that they had of yeah. or no the fourth attempt of actually getting me into an elimination because i mean the first the first time we went up the first time we went to the sand the first time we um you know the the, the we had a hopper vote i had the most votes mm -hmm. uh for guys so right. this was almost like all right it was a double limb it was like you know there's no way out of this so you're 100 going in uh but it always feels good listen it felt good to go in to remind everybody why I'm right. there and what I'm capable of. Yep. Um, to show them that it's like this isn't this isn't Big Brother. This isn't Survivor. You can vote us in, mm -hmm. but that does not mean we're going home. And I think that was the big miscalculation on the behalf of the CBS uh, competitors. Is in Big Brother when you vote someone out, they're yeah. gone. On Survivor when you vote someone out, they're gone. Um, on the challenge, yeah, you vote someone in, but then they, they still have an opportunity to in and come back. That's a really good point. And we so, had Polly on last week, and he brought up this point, adding it to yours. And I just want to hear if you think this all kind of correlates. But he he said he noticed, and I also want to talk about you guys' relationship, but he said he noticed that you know, with the challenge, it's a game, especially since he had done both, right? The challenge is a game and the, are made up of players where you have to say it with your chest. So if you say a yes. name, if you have to do whatever, you have to double down. Whereas these other games, Big Brother and Survivor, you, you can be a snake, honestly. You know, you can say mm -hmm. one thing, do mm -hmm. another, and you don't necessarily have to, like, live by it. And so I think that coupled with what you just brought up and you're the first one to do so, which is great, which is like, yeah, just because you vote someone in does not mean cool done deal right. like you voted them in you better hope they don't come back but they can and then they're they're kind of gonna come back after you do you feel like those two things are the key like differentiators between the way the cbs kids play and the way the challenges a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent but this the, the the format of this game actually played into the hands and to the gamesmanship of the cbs competitors because of the Secret vote. Right. Mm, mm -hmm. Very rare on the challenge that you do a truly 100% right. secret vote. Right. And like you said, you have to say it with your chest. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a situation where it's right before uh, deliberation. You have to deliberate as a house. You got to say it with your chest. And I've had my name tossed around. Oh, yeah, bananas. Everyone's going to vote for you. It's really easy to come up with that idea in theory. Mm -hmm. But then when you're actually sitting there mm -hmm. and you have to look at the person in the eyes that you're going to say their name, mm -hmm. a lot of right. it, a lot changes. Yeah. So this game allowed there to be that secret snaky, you know, yeah. element to it. However, what ended up happening is it was really easy after a while to kind of like tabulate votes and see where right. votes came from and who voted for who and who didn't do what they said they were going to do. But again, Tori going in and smashing her elimination me then coming in and dominating my elimination i really think put put the fear of god into a lot of people in the house and they were like all right we now see that yes we can vote them in mm -hmm. but there's a good shot they're going to come back and when they do mm -hmm. tori we are going to absolutely um you know 
ruin your entire plans, dude. Ruin your entire game plan because I, yeah. yeah. I couldn't think of how like the poetic justice that came with yeah. you coming onto the blue team and then yep. us being the last two people to compete in that daily yep. challenge. Literally us throwing <laughs> that yeah. was the most important move because it put us in Red's good graces. We were yep. off the table because we threw them a win. Mm-hmm. And then Green now had to squirm. They literally yeah. their energy all day. They Dude. knew they were winning. They felt like they were gonna win that whole thing. And then they just did not see it coming. And it was just poetic justice the ultimate blind side you very rare you see blind sides and eliminations all the Mm -hmm. time uh it's very rare you see a blind side in a challenge and that's essentially what we did because Mm -hmm. like tori said the we're counting up how many discs each team needs to get and when once we're like two like maybe two rounds from the end Mm -hmm. we realized and you know and, and chris being the master strategist that he was and I knew that that it needed to happen, but I was like, I don't think that this is actually going to work. And then once we kind of decided that's what we needed to do, um, I remember Tori, I remember me and Tori sitting there looking and I'm like, of course, this is going to fall on our shoulders Mm -hmm, to literally just throw a challenge Mm -hmm, like and and make it totally blatantly obvious that we're going to do it. But the best part was. The green team had already counted all the numbers. They knew that based on who was going on blue and who was going on red, that they had a huge leg up and a huge advantage. So when, so Tori literally looked at me dead in the eyes before we went in and she goes, this is our elimination because if we don't, if green Mm, wins, mm -hmm. it's us going back in. Yeah. A hundred percent. 100%. So not only did green go from thinking that they had this challenge by the balls and were a deadlock to win it. Yep. They then end up going into elimination themselves. So it was just such, I mean, dude, it was just, it was, it was like a paradigm shift in the game to the point where even the executive producer, all right, Kevin Lee was dumbfounded by this because even the EP didn't think about this. It's like, yeah, you can interfere with the other player, but no one up at this point had interfered to the point where it's like, I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. Dude, I just, when we started, when we started the elimination, and Monty didn't know what was going oh, Monty on. Monty because- was freaking out. Yeah. Oh, he was pissed. <laughs> he was so mad. Really woke it. up a sleeping dragon that day, all right? But, <laughs> Dude. Like, T- TJ blows the horn, and the semi-truck starts moving, and we're, we're kind of sliding back and forth. And mm-hmm. I could tell, wherever he went, I was just tracking him because I just wanted to stay behind him because mm-hmm. I my only objective was to not let him get to my wall. Yeah. And then as soon as they blew the horn, I just ripped off all of my discs, and I just threw them on the ground. And I think <laughs> that's when it dawned on him mm-hmm. what was happening. Mm-hmm. And it then was- it was about... Three minutes of straight punishment. You yeah. were like, uh-oh, oops, I lost all my disc. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> so, Dude. so ridiculous. And Tori, when Michaela pulled your hair, what oh, was, yeah, both of you, what went through your mind in that moment? Because that was wild. Dude, they did not, and like, Bananas and I were there, and watching it back, I'm like, it was way more brutal than what way. you see. It, they they show it being like you look like you're getting smashed, but you also look like you're holding your own. Like we look, it looks good. Yeah. But I remember being up there; it was a completely different experience. Like it got 
like we were sc- I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Wow. We were cursing at each other. Like Dude. it got very intense up there because the thing is, is Green at that point realized if we win this, we win the whole thing. And yep. they weren't expecting us to literally only play defense. And that made them angry. Yeah. It wasn't just about strategy anymore. Yeah. It was now I'm pissed. And so we were getting the aggression. And so, I mean, listen, Michaela and I talked after the whole thing was over and we, we shook hands. We're like, we're cool. It's we it, in the heat of the game. Yeah. Things are going to get intense. It was not personal, yeah. but you know, you put four strong competitors right. up there. It's going to be a brawl. It's, it's going right. to be. And especially if they felt Dude. like they were going to be the ones to help bring the victory home for their team. They're like, yes. they're in the, fi- you know, the final piece. And then suddenly it's game. I feel like that's almost like a horror movie in a way. Like your worst night. You're like, cool, this is great. And for you guys to just turn around with an evil smile and be like, haha, actually, we're just here to take you out is brilliant. Wouldn't, wouldn't, be, the first to- wouldn't be the first time I've been a nightmare for – um people on the challenge <laughs> but no but and, and going back to what, what tori said i mean it was it was vicious dude like yeah they don't show the length of this but i think what what did it what did it last three minutes or something like that yeah. the challenge mm-hmm. when you are getting absolutely pummeled by a six foot four 200 and i don't know 30 pound man i mean this Monty was, a, I think, a high jumper. So this guy's like got some spring mm-hmm. in his step. So once he realized what I was doing and I was going to try and prevent him from coming onto my side, he wasn't even trying to place his discs anymore. All he was trying <laughs> to do was launch his body as hard as he possibly could, I think, to just try and like, uh, you know, injure you or just, you. Or just yeah, you just out. pound yeah. me into submission, dude. Yeah. So yeah. I just like, literally eight shoulders for three minutes uh did you guys expect was... them to fight that hard like fight back that hard like in getting so mad to come at you guys or see this yeah. is the first time i'd seen michaela had shown some 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 spice up to this point so mm-hmm. i knew she had dinner monty's just such a just just calm cool collected like just mellow individual mm-hmm. I hadn't seen this <laughs> i had not seen this side of him. Yeah. and he let that he let the dog out dude and it's funny because right after that too, when we got back to the riser and, and I mean, obviously we were so stoked about like how, how the round had ended. That was when, I mean, he got fired the F up dude. So, you know, in a weird way, I think it was just great. Not for just the episode, not for the show, but almost for like, for, I think a lot of the CBS talent comes on and they're so concerned about like being on CBS and their image Mm -hmm. and live cams and all this stuff that they're really afraid to like let their freak flag fly mm-hmm. which yeah. is what the challenge is all about mm-hmm. so i think this was the first time that they really like pulled back the veil and really let that that competitive you know fire out and i think it was just it was great for the episode it was great for the show i think it's going to be great for i mean it made the trailer you yeah. know monty yelling about getting that money made the trailer and that wouldn't have happened had we not done that yeah, so 100%. well that and it just shook up this was the yeah. first time that i didn't feel like i didn't feel sorry for you guys um not that i felt sorry this whole time but really you guys i was telling tori in previous episodes it's it's a love hate watch as a viewer because on one hand i'm loving it because i I've, we've seen so many things this season already and we're only four episodes in that we haven't seen in a long. We're seeing the game change up in a way that people have wanted. People have kind of needed a refresh a little bit in a long, and it never happens because the vets always kind of just glide in. doesn't matter if there's 50 rookies or two, like the vets kind yeah. of dominate the whole way through. And this season, that's not the case. And so as a vet, 
you know, that's family and, and you, you want them to win. But at the same time, you're kind of like, ooh, I respect this game that these newbies are playing. Mm -hmm. So it's really been like a love hate kind of watch. But today was the first time that you guys didn't look like the little puppy dogs and you look like, I mean, even Wes says a line in his interview, which is so great after you bananas and Tori pull off this move. He was like, you know what? I can't even be mad. I'm impressed. I like, he's like, I invented that move a decade ago, but that is some good gameplay. Like, yeah. leave it to Wesh. Leave it to Wesh <laughs> to once again take credit for something he was not even a part of. <laughs> I've never seen anyone. I've ne- literally, I've never seen it. He does this like Nehemiah, for example, right? Mm-hmm. We'll be on a season he's not even on. And Nehemiah will pull off some move and Wes will be like, yeah, I'm really proud of what everything <laughs> I've taught him. I'm like, Wes, you're not even on this season. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let the guy like have his like anyone that who was the other one? His he called him his mentee. I forgot, but yeah, leave it to West Devin? to take credit for something. Devin, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. Devin, yes. Every time Devin would do something, West would be sitting at home on the couch taking credit for it. It's like West, <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with this. Okay, guys, we need to take a quick break, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Attention all challenge fans. There is a ton of great challenge merchandise at the Paramount shop. We're talking t-shirts, yoga mats, workout gear, and more. Whether it's an official challenge t-shirt for the gym or a hoodie to wear while you watch the latest season, shop everything the challenge at paramountshop.com and take 20% off with code challenge 20. That's 20% off at checkout on all challenge products with code challenge 20 at paramountshop.com. Speaking of mentor-mentee, so you had a a real-life fan or love affair. It's a different kind of love affair than we're used to seeing from you in the Challenge House. Can you tell us a little bit about the beginnings of your relationship with Dusty and how that came to be? Yeah. I mean, Dusty Dusty is the only one before this season who actually reached out to me. I I didn't know who he was. Uh, I You know, obviously, after... After he reached out to me multiple times, I then kind of took a look at his profile, realized like, you know, he was uh, on the amazing race uh, and basically was like, you know, kind of just putting the feelers out there and seeing if 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 uh, we could work together. Didn't know much about him. I'm always very hesitant to, you know, talk game or strategize or make create alliances, especially with somebody I don't know before mm-hmm. the game even starts. Mm-hmm. Um but we just kind of exchanged pleasantries like, Hey man, what's up? You know, see you on the, you know, on the field. And then we just ended up falling on the same team together. And then we ended up rooming together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just, uh, you know, just took off from there. Yeah. The old, I, the old, the old trauma bond. That's just, that's yeah. just, I, I mean, the only thing that really was interfering in my relationship and my love affair with Dusty is the fact that Polly, for some reason, decided to get to bed right next to me in the same bedroom, which was awkward to say the least. We uh, saw such a beautiful yeah. moment with you and Polly too. Let's because we had him on last week, and it was cool. It was beautiful seeing the elimination, or just like the way you guys you hugged him and you said good job, and that seemed to really mean a lot to him. What were your thoughts or expectations coming into the season around Polly, and did they change or how did they evolve? You know, towards Polly's exit. Yes, uh, I expected Polly to come on this season full tilt. 
All right. I expected him to come on and just do everything he could to be the most over the top, loud, obnoxious version of himself. The Mm -hmm. guy hasn't been on in a while. This is almost like, you know, his second audition to do that. And other than his wardrobe options that he chose in the beginning, (laughs) he actually wasn't that loud. Um, No, man, he couldn't have been like like a more just like chill. It's like I was almost. I was shocked almost at, at at how like kind of laid back he mm-hmm. was um, coming into the game. And again, uh, we listen. I at this point in my career, at this point in the, the game, at this point in my life, like life is just too short to be carrying hate in your heart. So yeah. it's like I have no ill will. It's like I've got enough problems going on the challenge every season with people coming at me. It's mm-hmm. like the more of these you know, rivalries that I could attempt to neutralize, like going in the easier it's going to make my game. I learned, I learned the very, I learned a very hard way back in the day, coming up through the challenge, taking my bumps that it's never good to show up day one and draw lines in the sand. Yeah, It's almost better to be three and kind of not let people know where you're coming from. And that was kind of the approach that I took here. And I was like, we'll just see where it goes. It's the same approach I took with Devin, um, you know, on ride or dies where it's like, dude, I, is I, I'd rather have people pissing out of my tent than into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think the fact that, listen, I don't think that Paulie picking the bed right next to me in, in our room was, was any sort of a coincidence. Um, and, uh, yeah. Cause I'd wake up sometimes in the middle of the night and he would just be on his side, just staring at me. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> yep. Yep, I had to sleep on my back uh, just in case. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But no, it, but but we uh, but no, it was it was that's and that's the thing. A lot of times when you go into elimination, you want to go into elimination that you're fired up against somebody to mm-hmm. go in against. And at that point, like where him and I, had, I was like, dude, I don't even I don't even hate you anymore, man. Like yeah, I yeah. kind of respect you in this game. I kind of respect where you come from. And now I'm not gonna lie, there are so many. I've almost put him in the category since he he really has like put his work in, paid his dues, been been in the game for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah, I almost put him in the category as kind of like more of one of the vets as one of the the newbies, and it's like, yeah. dude, there are so many just unpalatable, you know, rookies that are coming into the game these days, mm. as Kareem Abdul Jabbar called them, a throbbing scrum of fame seeking desperados Oof. that. Wow that I look at him almost as like, kind of like the old guard dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we yeah. kind of got to hold it down, man. We got to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got to represent and we did. And yeah, it was kind of a bummer seeing him go. However, had I lost to Pauly. Yo, yeah. Yeah. It's early on in the game. You guys would probably not see me on the podcast. You'd see my face on a milk carton. Oh my God. <laughs> shut up. You know what I think was really sweet, though? Like, after you guys, after your elimination, you guys hug it out, mm-hmm. and he starts to, like, tear up and cry in his interview, and he's like, you know, all I ever wanted was for Bananas to respect me yeah. as a competitor. And, like, it really is so beautiful to see, obviously, from somebody who's witnessed you guys going back and forth for years. Like, people do have the opportunity to come on the challenge, put their differences aside, spend some time growing and the whole thing can heal. So I just think watching you and obviously we needed you to come back in the game. Like I could not imagine playing that game without you. Like that would have been tragic. So unfortunately, Polly had to, had to go home, but it was nice to see it on that, on that note. And and I think the other thing that rubbed me the wrong way about him. And again, I think this was the same issue I had with Devin. This is the same issue I've had with other, you know, players and even relationships I've been in is it's like, I feel like a lot of times, 
New players will come into the game. They seem, instead of doing the legwork, instead of establishing their own lane, instead of creating their own story and their own character, it's like, what's the, how do I shortcut the system and yeah. get a guaranteed storyline? It's myself. like, yeah. go after bananas. Yeah. Get into a showmance with bananas. And it's like, yeah, okay. for the longest time, well, no. What do you mean? Okay. Devin, okay, but the sh- the showman's part, it takes two to do whatever you be doing. What I'm saying, Devin, is mm-hmm. that there is an element of this is going this will give me clout by being in a showman's or a showman. You're also a charmer. A I was with you. With I was with you on the rivalry thing, but you are also a charmer. I've seen you work your magic on folks, so don't get like I wouldn't say that that's always not saying Never, but you know, you're, you're a smooth operator. I'm saying it happens more often than not. And what I'm saying is a lot of times I question the motives of certain right. individuals yes, when I am in some sort of, doesn't matter, rivalry, relationship, whatever, because yeah, yeah. it's like, what are your, what are your true intentions here? And with totally. Paulie in the beginning, that's what I felt like it was. I felt like he came on, on, um, what was it? Final reckoning mm-hmm. and knew that. By going after me and by starting this thing with me, it was going to turn into this, you know, you know, story. Yeah. same with Devin. It's going to turn into this rivalry, which is going to then create a, a, a storyline. Yes, and I feel like he came in this season. I felt like Devin came in ride or dies. We haven't been on, on the same season in a while. And I feel like they really had established their own presence, their yeah. own lane, their own persona. And dude, I'm like, you know, more power to you. And it sounds like both of them have been doing the growth work. But before we move further into growth, let's go back into non-growth, but pettiness. You mentioned that there are some unfavorable scrum, uh, fame-seeking rookies. <laughs> Can you give us just three? Who are three of the rookies that you find to be the least tolerable Um on this season or even we'll give you the last two seasons that you've been on. I mean, listen, I, this season I feel like is different because these aren't necessarily, again, we are going on to, I don't consider anyone on the challenge USA or this Mm -hmm. season as, as rookies because they have all already established their presence, made a name. Right. But they're challenge rookies on CBS. Yeah. But in a way, we were the rookies. I felt for the first time ever, and we had talked about this before, mm-hmm. I felt like the rookie going, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, so this is what it feels like to be a rookie on the challenge where you've got all these vets in this alliance and mm-hmm. they are able to all band together, work together, and just continue sending you in until you go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the first time ever, I was like this, I'm completely out of the loop. I had no clue what was going on in this house, dude, or who was right. talking what. And the little bit of information I would get I'm like, do I believe this? Because it was coming from Paulie. It was coming from Josh. It was coming from Chris. And I'm just like, I'm not in the loop. I'm not in yeah. the know. I have mm-hmm. no idea what's going on. Our team was like, dude, the f- bad news bears. So I was like, we're not getting any info. I felt like my own team was working. We were nominating our own teammates to go in. So <laughs> yeah. um, I was a total fish out of water this season. So, I mean, you know. That I was a long way to not answer it. the question, uh, Bananas. Uh, that was a long-ass <laughs> political answer to all right, not you wanna, find okay, newbies. All right, all right, all right, all right. How about this? Take take a dart, close your eyes, and just throw it at the cast three times, and, and there you go. 
<laughs> I can't deal, dude. It's I'm like pin, pin the tail on the thirst bucket. That's uh, <laughs> that's like a new challenge game we should play. I feel like I feel like I want to answer this for you only because I was there. Yes, Tori. And I know how much and I know how much he didn't vibe with Alyssa Lopez. I feel like is that why she keeps coming for makes... you in interviews? Because she really is coming for yeah. you. And I didn't know if it was like just banter because like I make fun of you all the time but like geez okay all right I yeah I no clue what I I have no clue where I mean are we like we must be like star-crossed lovers or something I have no idea where that went sideways because like I said I didn't say I don't think two words to this girl the entire time we were in the house the, the funny part though is when I defected to the blue team mm -hmm. part part of the reason was to neutralize that I'm like, one of the big reasons I went to Blue is because I'm like, this is a strong team. They're mm -hmm. going to keep coming for me. The best way to create chaos is from within. Yeah. Um, and her as kind of like the, uh, you know, the fearless leader of the Blue team pulls me aside day one. She goes, we need to have a talk. And I'm like, all right. I'm thinking this is going to be like a, hey, welcome to the team. Like, <laughs> I just want to like, put her different side. It was like, here's the things I hate about you. I'm like, okay. Really? She goes, here's why I don't like you. Your jokes aren't funny. Uh, she said, um, what was the other thing? I think she said I was too loud, which is I've never been called too loud in my entire life. <laughs> and then the third thing was, she said, you shushed Michelle on the capsize challenge. And I was like, what? Like, this is this. She said, the only funny joke I told the entire season, Tori, was in your elimination when the balls were coming down. And I said, there's a rainbow ball. Grab that one. That was it. That was my only funny joke. <laughs> Wait, um, this is what she pulled you aside to tell you you're kidding. There's no way. You're dead serious. I shit you not. It was the only that, time. It was literally the, 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 the first and only chat I think we had the entire season was the it was her pulling me aside to tell me all the reasons she hated me. So. Yeah, but you know what's funny about bananas is you know when somebody gives him and approaches him in that way, then he's gonna use oh, that yeah. as the joke yeah. later on. Yeah. So the entire time we would be in team meetings, he'd be like, "Oh, I'm being too loud," or like, "Oh, my jokes aren't funny." Like, <laughs> or I would just shush her for no reason. She'd start oh, that's talking. That's hilarious. And just that's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's so yeah. weird. I, I listen. In all like... honesty, I and I know this about myself. Okay, this is why I have fans and I have detractors, even though I think I'm the most lovable person on earth. Um, I think so too. People listen, I, I know that I give off a certain amount of like energy mm -hmm. and I feel like energy is either, it either uh, attracts or it's repelled. And that's the thing is I feel like certain people I vibe with and certain mm -hmm. people I don't certain people I meet and they love me, certain people I meet and they can't stand me. Um, and I'm just, you know, I just understand that's how I am. And, you know, uh, she was, I think just one of those people that, that early on just, uh, didn't like my vibe, but also I think she was one of the CBS, um, you know, she was one of the loudest voices from the CBS side that was looking at the MTV folks yes. as invaders and they wanted us out. And I think she saw me as the head of the snake. I wasn't on her team. You know, Corey was on her team, so obviously she couldn't go after, you know, she couldn't go after And I don't him. know if you guys saw uh, USA Fessy. 1, but she, yes. so Angela was sort of the ringleader, one of the ringleaders on USA 1, Challenge USA 1, right? But right behind her. And some might even argue that kind of, not the silent leader, but the the one making mm. certain moves was Alyssa Lopez. And it was really kind of a shocking USA 1 because you know, from a size perspective, she doesn't necessarily have like the biggest stature or seem the most intimidating and all of that. 
But she, you know, a lot of people in the house started disliking her on the show, at least as a viewer, it seemed, because they felt like she started walking around like she ran things. So it's interesting because mm-hmm. I wonder if she brought that same energy here thinking, oh, now I'm, I've done it once before. I ran it then or helped run it then. I'm going to run it now. And then she sees you, who very much is a challenge leader. You put in the history. You know, your numbers speak for itself. And so automatically she doesn't like you because there can't be two kings in the you know on the throne and yeah. she saw herself as a king and also thought you were too loud i mean those those two things and she's not wrong all right she's not wrong <laughs> on, on 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 either account okay but like i said i mean listen for for what she lacks maybe in stature the girl more than makes up for in like her ability to I mean, she had a lot of she was running the show. Okay. And she was playing the game. And I didn't realize until um, later on just how much persuasion and how much power she wielded again, because I just saw the CBS, you know, Big Brother survive. I just saw them as one monolithic group that was all working together against us. I didn't realize that there were all these little, you know, factions mm-hmm. and 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 within this group i think they all were on the same page in the beginning mm-hmm. uh survivor and big brother let's put our differences aside we have yeah, one absolutely. common enemy exactly but then i feel like once they realized that we were you know they were we're like the immovable object yeah, you like, guys were gonna not go out without a anywhere. fight yeah then they kind of had to start turning on each other. And that's when it kind of got revealed of you know who was but she was for a long time i think she was the uh she was she was running the show over there. So And I feel like she was, you know, obviously you defect over to to Blue and now Desi defects over to Blue. And it's yeah. like the game is shifting. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a shift. She was the only person that was outspoken on the blue team about us potentially throwing the challenge. It didn't go the way she wanted. Mm-hmm. And now we see ourselves in another position where the game shifted even more and Desi's working with us. Now, of course, Desi and Alyssa are working together, but our team just got stronger. Mm-hmm. Way and stronger. Yeah. Way stronger. And no, shout out to Alyssa S. She's the sweetest girl in the world, but like Desi's a beast. Oh, yeah. You know? Which yeah. by the Desi thing yeah. is interesting too, because in this episode, we see Desi doubt herself a lot, which is crazy yeah. because of the guests we've had on thus far and after watching USA season one, there's nothing to doubt about Desi. And also, Tori, you now have um, a co-captain in the manages to have beautiful hair in every scene challenge thing because Desi is also that girl. And so hearing yeah. her doubt herself so much, and then even when she does her elimination and she's like, I want to prove to myself, which I think we all can identify with the moments of not feeling good enough. But she also says, I need to prove to everyone in the house. And I'm thinking, girl, you ain't got to prove any. No, people don't want to go against you. Like you, yeah. pe- everyone wants to go against Amanda, which... It's just funny. But people don't want to go against you, Desi. Um, so it's really interesting. Did you guys get a sense of that while there, that she was really doubting herself at all? No. Not really, not dude. All. That girl walks around with more confidence than I think anyone I've ever... I mean, it, 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 like, just she just exudes, like, like comp... And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I was under the impression, especially in the beginning, I was like, she must be the one that's, like, running the show. And I think to right. an extent she was, but at the same time, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, she's a, a specimen when it comes just from, you know, from, you know, just a physical presence. Um, yeah. and again, just the way she kind of moved throughout the house and, and, and she didn't say she's almost like, you know, talks, talk quiet, but carries a big stick yes. kind of situation. Yes. So 
she was kind of one that I was like, all right, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, like I, Desi. Until she joined our squad, then it was like, all right, now we're basically just the Avengers. Yeah. 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 Oh, I do love the Avengers. All right. So who should we keep? Before we go, Bananas, who should we keep an eye out for? Don't give away any spoilers. Tori's notorious for trying to give spoilers. Um, But who (laughs) should we keep on as viewers? Just keep our eye on in upcoming episodes. I mean, I think that the the survivor contingency mm. um, and them just as, again, as a group, I feel like coming into the challenge, mm-hmm. you've got this challenge strong, which didn't last very long. <laughs> Big brother sticking together, survivor strong. And then you had the poor, uh, you know, amazing racers. But um, I just think basically as a group, what survivor manages to pull off mm. and their, their whole, the whole, survivor strong uh idea mm-hmm. is 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 pretty impressive but i would say yeah. i mean dude just 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 keep an eye out for uh for the survivors man because they are uh they're they're the real deal for sure they really are hmm. and tyler just because um you know first time i've ever felt this way about about a man maybe this is just me talking about myself but he's someone i'd keep an eye out for mainly because i <laughs> Got the eye out for the entire season. Oh, so dead, so dude. Cute. Tyler, Tyler was amazing. Yeah, and and I feel like this season's gonna get spicier and better. Like it's just an uphill battle for for y'all. Hopefully, new people. Hopefully, new people. But obviously, you know, we're gonna have to figure out how to get through it. And I think that the teaser for next week about organized chaos and maybe teasing a little bit of our Operation Hat Trick Ooh. that's gonna come up, and that's gonna be. Epic. So I'm excited for people to see that. But Bananas, thank you so much for coming uh, on the podcast, yes, dude. Guys, thanks for having me. Thanks so for having good. me, guys. This is it's always great chopping it up. You know, it's always great getting, you know, it uh complimented slash insulted by Devin every every three seconds. <laughs> it's Literally like it Devin is. can't be nice to me without having to like balance it out by throwing a little neg in there. You I just keep I mean? it real, which is why you love me, because you know you can trust I that I will always I Always keep it And real. I respect so, that. You know what you. they say? They're like, listen, your friend, a true friend is somebody that will tell you the truth without worrying about hurting your feelings. Yep. And that's what you want. Or who will let you bite your soft serve ice cream cone without giving you shit. <laughs> yeah, so at that point, you knew we were friends before I knew we were friends. Uh, for those who are looking to become banana friends, maybe send a love letter like Dusty did. Shout out to Dusty. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you on social media? Uh, on social media, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Johnny Bananas. Uh, you can't find me on TikTok because some 17-year-old with uh, 40 followers hasn't posted in seven months has my name, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's um, and then Snapchat, your boy Bananas. Uh, you could, If you want some fabulous Johnny Bananas merch, swag yes. whatever realjohnnybananas.com yep. thank you for joining us seriously bananas we do love and adore you and um it was so fun watching you in this game so glad i didn't join i get to watch on this side and i didn't end up going uh i get to watch you guys be the underdogs um but thank you for just being a legend in this game and for making time to chat dude. with us dude thanks for having me love you too and uh yeah can't wait to uh continue to make more magic in the future ladies yeah yes Love you, Nana Man. Thank you. you. Bye, Nanners. Bye. Attention all challenge fans. There is a ton of great challenge merchandise at the Paramount shop. We're talking t-shirts, 
yoga mats, workout gear, and more. Whether it's an official challenge t-shirt for the gym or a hoodie to wear while you watch the latest season, shop everything the challenge at paramountshop.com and take 20% off with code challenge20. That's 20% off at checkout on all challenge products with code challenge20 at paramountshop.com. Well, 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 if it isn't Johnny Ice Cream. I feel like after hearing that story, (laughs) that has to be his new name. I loved that we got to hear him. And I loved the history. And like, how cool is that? That you're here because of those things. His germs led to me being on this (laughs) podcast with you, Tori. It did. Such a special thing. I just want to, I'm just going to go up to a McDonald's and I'm just going to thank them so much because what, what an awesome thing to have led, led us here. Um, Devin, where can we follow you to learn more about your backstory and anything you want to share with the world? Um, you guys can always follow me by just going to my website. Actually, is the easiest, devinsimone.com, Devin with a Y, Simone with an I. You can also go to my Instagram. That's Devin with a Y, Simone with an I. Uh, and TikTok, Twitter sometimes. Oh, and make sure you go and follow my Amazon live channel, guys. We do some fun stuff over there. And let me know that you are challenge official Challenge Podcast listener when we do go live in the chat. And we'll shout you out and interact. It's a lot of fun. Um, and we usually do them weekly. So if you follow my Amazon channel, if you just go to Google Devin Simone and Amazon, it'll come up. Um, but you could also access it from my website. So check it out. Now, where can they keep up with you, Miss Tori Deal? Thank you so much, Devin. I appreciate it. You guys can follow me at Tori underscore deal on Instagram. Click the little link in my bio. It takes you to a bunch of different places and a bunch of different things I work on. But let's just get you to the Instagram first because, I mean, social media <laughs> social media is overwhelming. You know, it really it's is. And it's, good to t- it's good to take a social media break. So I hope that when you listen to these episodes, you're getting your steps in. And while you're doing that, if you feel called to rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do it because it would seriously mean the world to us. And don't forget to tell your friends too. Absolutely. And then after you do that, make sure you catch new episodes of The Challenge USA airing on CBS. Yes. And we'll see you back here next week for a brand new episode of MTV's official Challenge podcast. I really want some ice cream. Attention all Challenge fans. There is a ton of great Challenge merchandise at the Paramount shop. We're talking t-shirts, yoga mats, workout gear, and more. Whether it's an official Challenge t-shirt for the gym or a hoodie to wear while you watch the latest season, shop everything the Challenge at ParamountShop.com and take 20% off with code CHALLENGE20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Challenge products with code CHALLENGE20 at ParamountShop.com.